This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to a special hot take for Burn It All Down. This is Shireen Ahmed coming to you from Toronto, and we're going to get into a little bit of baseball. Yes, with me, baseball. History is being made in Cooperstown, and the national pastime appears to be more vital and healthy than ever. On January 22nd, the Baseball Writers Association of America announced the results of its 2019 Hall of Fame balloting. Any electees will be inducted on Sunday, July 21st at the Clark Sports Centre in Cooperstown. Now, the BBWAA has elected at least two Hall of Fame candidates in five straight years and a total of 16 candidates during that time. No five-year period in history has resulted in as many BBWAA electees, with the previous high of 13 coming in the five-year period from 1952 to 1956. That was also the last time the BBWAA elected at least two candidates five years in a row. Now, to break all of this down and unpack it, we have Shakia Taylor, resident burn-it-all-down baseball guru and general badass. (laughs) Shakia, I'm so happy to be talking this with you. And as somebody who knows very little about baseball, can you please explain a little bit more about this process and how these inductees are selected? Absolutely. So first, I'm super happy to be on with you talking about baseball. Um, The uh, Baseball Writers Association of America um, is a membership only group. It's not something just anyone who likes baseball (laughs) can be a part of. Um, And it is comprised of somewhere around maybe 300 or so voting members. Um, Members are writers, beat writers. They're not too many bloggers. Um, They're very particular about whether or not it's someone who writes for like a website. Um, And in order to be eligible for a Hall of Fame vote, a writer must be an active member of BBWAA for 10 consecutive years. So you can't just like join and say, hey, I get a vote. Um, and then there are some people who are lifetime members. Um, there are some writers who vote but don't currently write anymore as they're likely retired or whatever. Um, it's a very interesting group in that I don't think anyone actually knows who the bulk of the writers are Mm -hmm. like we have a general idea you know like there's always the popular you know yahoo writers and I'm sure the writers at the athletic are probably members um but for the most part even me a person who follows baseball I 
probably couldn't name more than a couple members who I know have votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find the process to be extremely interesting. These are the same people who vote for like the Cy Young Award and um, the MVP awards. It's a really interesting process. I think that the question that first comes to mind is, is this deliberately kept silent for the same for the specific reason that maybe the lack of diversity in that group? Because that's the next question I'm going to ask you. Do you know what the makeup looks like of that specific group of 300 somewhat people? Are there any women? Are there any black folks? Are there any Latinx you know, writers? Do we know? First, I want to say, so not all writers make their ballots public. Um, and public ballots have only been a thing for a few years now. Um, there's actually a Twitter account that's kind of dedicated to like compiling the public val- ballots, excuse me, um, as the votes are, you know, turned in. Um, some writers post theirs on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and some writers never tell you who they voted for. Um, that being said, um, most baseball fans, or should I say the average baseball fan, is said to be a 55-year-old white man. I would venture to say that is probably the makeup of the uh, BBWAA as well. From every person I've talked to, there don't seem to be too many women involved of any nationality or ethnicity. There aren't too many women at all. Um, someone who is a member who I asked about this on Twitter actually said that there are a few black men. Um, he thinks that there might be around 20 total and that as far as he knows, there are no women of color in the pipeline. He said he's pretty positive there may be some Latinx uh, folks, but he wasn't too sure on those numbers. Either way it goes, it stands that it's a very small number of people who are not white men. <laughs> um, I mean, like, it, it's no matter whether you have the specific number or not, it's still small. <laughs> like, it's still small. It makes no so sense. So here's a question for you. In the major leagues, like, the makeup of like diversity of the players, there's a significant amount of non-white players. And we would hope that that would be reflected in the media that writes about them. But as we both know, that's not the case either. So the interesting thing about Major League Baseball, and I hope someone from some team listens to this because this is definitely a call out, is they do not track their demographics correctly. I have this issue with them because I want to use the demographic information to write something and it actually isn't completely available in that so there you can get the demographics in like you know what percentage of players are African-American what percentage of players are Hispanic non-white but they don't really cover intersections they don't really seem to consider that someone could be both Hispanic and black that quite a few Dominican players I've read have identified themselves as Black when um, Adam Jones was talking about how he was called the N-word by Boston fans. There were players, Spanish-speaking players, who 
refer to themselves as black. And that's not something that MLB seems to take into consideration when compiling their demographics, or I should say the people who they outsource to compile their demographics. Um, and then there's no breakdown by position. So you don't really know. I mean, there's the eye test, of course, but you don't really know specific numbers for how many pictures are of this, how many pictures are of that. It's very, I almost think it's deliberate. It's 2019. Yeah. There's a science to compiling numbers at this point. Like, I am dumbfounded that MLB wouldn't actually be able to track this information because this is something that I would say is very relevant and important. And the eye test that you speak of, I don't know if I trust the front offices to do that <laughs> test. Like, uh, I don't know if that would be, you know, sort of convincing or even oh, yeah. in the manner in which they do it. Like, I just find that really bizarre that that's, but I'm really glad you said that because I had no idea that, that that's not even, you know, correctly cataloged this data. It's very important. I just, I find that really weird. Um, I have a specific question, actually, if whether or not you, whether or not you know that the players who dope uh, or getting or not getting into the Hall of Fame and how race plays in the way people discuss that or report on doping in baseball. So that is an excellent point and one I raised earlier and one I keep raising and now that I know the specifics that there really aren't a lot of non-white men in this voting body is you have to try to account for biases. And if there is one place where you need to account for racism, it's baseball. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and there's biases account for so much. For example, not just, you know, there's doping, there's domestic violence, there's random player scandals, right? And who you are as a person affects how you vote, what you believe affects how you vote. Yep. And I just find that to be so interesting that perhaps if the voting body was a little different, the results would be different, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not campaigning for him right now. I mean, normally I've been accused of it, but that's not what I'm doing right now. But say Barry Bonds, for example, mm -hmm. right? Barry Bonds was great before the dope. I know no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to admit it, but he was. However, he did it and it's affected his entry into the Hall of Fame. But should it? I mean, really, should it? When we have an entire portion of baseball that's kind of been overlooked because of racism, we're going to turn our noses up to drugs. Like, it's just an interesting like moral thing that I feel like writers feel like they have this power. Um, and when you throw that into the mix with the lack of diversity, it just makes it worse. And not to be a conspiracy theorist, but probably would be different. The results would be different. We'd hear different feedback. We get different perspectives, you know, like different players meant different things to different communities. Mm -hmm. And we can't overlook that. Ken Griffey Jr. meant a ton to young Black kids. I was one of them. But then you also have, say, Roberto Clemente, right. who meant a lot to Puerto Rican kids, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So 
those two are really good examples of ball players meaning more to their community than just the game, their representation. And representation matters in all things. If you're going to have, you know, players of different backgrounds, you need voters of different backgrounds. You need to consider that. And I don't really know what they can do, but I have some suggestions. Mm -hmm. One of those is, you know, maybe relax the rules a little bit for disenfranchised groups. Okay. Somebody's going to say, oh, that's not fair. But is it fair that the voting is happening by a group that's not diverse? Mm -hmm. The voices of women matter. The voices of people of color matter. It just, I don't think it's a true, honest vote without those people considered. So maybe relax the rules. Maybe say, we'll put in X amount of women and with this amount of background and they get to vote immediately. Or there's gotta be some way to balance it, right? If you add a hundred women, maybe their vote until they reach 10 years counts for half the weight of someone else's. I don't know, but they they have to do something and they have to do it soon. You, Major League Baseball absolutely needs to like adjust. You raised a really good point when, when our pre-chat for this conversation, you were telling me as well that the rules for qualifying to be a member of the BBWAA in terms of 10 consecutive years, like let's just say if someone, you know, someone has a baby and they're not writing or what does that even mean? They're not publishing. Like that outs a lot of people from that category automatically, like 10 consecutive years, not some people because of their family circumstance or personal circumstance, professional life might not be able to do that. So then that automatically disqualifies them. And your point to relax the rules is really, really relevant. Like, what does that mean? Rules in terms of the inductees themselves and of the people writing about them, I think for both, because wasn't Roberto Clemente, when he died in 72, wasn't he admitted afterwards? Just to, because I was reading up a little bit. I didn't do a lot of prep because we have you. So, but Addy Joss, <laughs> wasn't he posthumously uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame? Like there are some times where there's different committees from what I understand. Like there's a veterans committee. There's different kinds of committees that they would defer to. Is that true? So, yes, there are different committees for, uh, different things right so there are certain players who are voted in by like a veterans committee there's all these different committees based on um the time you played um sorry what time period you played roberto was voted in the hall of fame he was a massive 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 exception right because he was inducted like six months after he died that doesn't happen like he was he had just been an all-star okay. the year before so um he's a huge exception but there are different committees for different players and eras if you will um there's also if a player doesn't receive it's like 75% of the vote, he doesn't, you don't get in, but you stay on the ballot for a little while. But when you fall off, 
some people are like, oh, that's the end. Sometimes you have a chance to get in via the Veterans Committee. It's a whole thing. I think this could be less complicated, honestly. Because it is complicated. Um, <laughs> it, like, it is quite complicated. It's not yeah. so simple. Like, there's committees and then subcommittees. And it's then, yeah. And, like, simple. Speaks to your point. So, Cooperstown, you need to be listening to Shakia Taylor. I think they should hire you for consulting them and pay you a bazillion dollars <laughs> for that. No, because, like, for your your advice to different outlets to diversify because this is something you know i'm going to ask you something you and i have co-written about lack of diversity in sports media but what would you tell different outlets to be able to encourage baseball writers first of all to be hired from the margins but also so that they can qualify for the BBWAA because this is like something legitimate and the BBWA contributes to history of a sport. If they're the ones ultimately choosing the inductees, this is it actually really matters. So what what is your advice to them, to outlets and to this entire organization in order to, I know I keep saying this, but yeah, to diversify, to expand, you know, more than 55-year-old <laughs> white straight men. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think everybody needs to first realize that the hiring practices affect the entirety. And that's baseball teams, hiring practices and um, publications. Now, from the standpoint of media, hey, there are no people from the margins available because they're not being hired. If they're not being hired, they're not eligible for this um, organization. They're not eligible for this organization. They can't join, which means they get no vote. The system works. It was, I hate to say that, but it's true. Like some things were created in a way that is discriminatory, in a way to keep people out. And baseball is always trying to clamp down on tradition and purity, and it's time to cut it out. What needs to happen is more media outlets, whether it be newspaper, blog, website, an online-only publication, subscription service, whether you're at a paywall or whatever, is they need to place people from the margins in positions to hire people. Because people hire who they know, they hire people who look like them, they hire people who have things in common with them. And when everyone looks one way and everything is so homogenous, that's what happens. It just becomes this like trickle down of everyone looking alike, being alike, thinking alike. So there's that. You have to hire these writers. You have to put people of color and people who are not straight and just everyone. There should be a spot for everyone because then you open up the doors for others. You open up interest. I think a, a lot of baseball's problem with, you know, hooking younger people and hooking, you know, people of color is it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. There, where are the owners of color? Where where are the managers, right? Like the fact that it's still historic for there to be a black manager in yeah. Major League Baseball is absurd. It's absurd. But then this is also a sport that, you know, integrated <laughs> like 70 years ago. So we're there's still a lot. There's a long way to go. But I, I mean, just play catch up. 
put some black people, some Hispanic people, whoever, hire people. This is where it starts. It's in the hiring process. And maybe relax some of those hardcore, you got to have 25 years of experience rules because you're missing out on a lot of good talent. Not everyone does a traditional education, right? Not everyone gets their background in baseball from analytics. There's just so many things that baseball needs to just tear down. And by baseball, I'm speaking like the general. People who love baseball need to ask for this. People complain. If you read a publication on a regular basis and you you notice what the writers look like because you probably follow them on Twitter, you probably, you know, check out their Instagram occasionally, you know what they look like. Start asking questions. Hey, X publication, why you got three white guys covering this one sport over here? Hey, X publication, would be cool to hear something from a couple of women or, or, you know, please hire Shakira Taylor because she's badass and she knows what she's talking about. Um, And she's she's educating and making baseball more (laughs) interesting for people like me that don't follow it. But the way you explain it, the way you get into it is very, very relevant because otherwise, you know, you lose out. And this is the same in many sports. Like it's losing out on potential fans and a fan base because it's it just becomes uncreative and uninteresting and typical and you know you want more than that I mean the sport itself is wonderful it's fun it's you know invigorating it's enthralling but those who talk about it is just yeah I totally see your point and you know we at burn it all down are all for dismantling you know the usual systems so completely support your ideas and I too hope that those major league teams are listening and that BBWAA is listening and takes into account everything you've said, which is gold. So um, I just really want to thank you for this because this is really, really important. Where can our listeners find you, Shakia? Most of the time I can be found on Twitter at Curly Fro. That's amazing. And I just, again, want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for your expertise and your insight. And thank you for being on Burn It All Down. And I'll suck you.